The book was better. All righty. Welcome, everyone, to another special episode of the Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And we are joined once again today by our very good friends over at We Ship It podcast, Steph and Devin. Yay! Hi, everybody. <laughs> this, is where, this is where if we had a live audience, they'd be all like, yay! Oh, and they're clapping. Like, oh, but this we is just put in like a, a <laughs> clap We'll cheer ourselves on. <laughs> just the cheesy, just like... Insert, like, like fake applause, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, I mean, if we've... We've recorded so many times with you guys that I'm like, yeah. any yeah. of our fans, if any of our actual listeners don't know who you are at this point, that would be surprising. So, <laughs> hey, yep. we can oh. have a newbie who just came in because they love Narnia. You this don't is, know. And this, this is, is the first ever experience of our of our show. That would be something. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you aren't familiar with We Ship It podcast, uh, they talk favorite ships, right? So couples, some friendships, some other sort of relationships, right? But mm -hmm. mostly, mostly the romantic kind, which are the most right. fun to talk about anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> their show is really, really fun, especially because their topic matter doesn't restrain them to just books and or movies. They can talk TV shows and all uh, comic books. They go into all sorts of different milieu of ships and content <laughs> yeah. so um, there actually yeah. will be comic books this season so here we yeah. go <laughs> Devin is thrilled it's, I'm so <laughs> thrilled which, which one which one which we don't one? know yet we just promised okay. our friends that like manga <laughs> manga I don't know how to say it manga. that we would do it with them yes okay <laughs> fun those are there you I'm go excited. that's another whole avenue that opens yeah. up a lot of <laughs> possibilities <laughs> Um, I mean, technically, we could cover them. They are books turned into mm -hmm. movies. This is true. They are Fair. just indoor, mostly TV shows, but yeah, mm -hmm. they are very long and would be. I was going to say, there's very <laughs> few that I would be willing to do because most of them are way too long. You've got those few that are short enough or it is just a movie, but most of them get turned <laughs> mm -hmm. into like 300 episode plus TV shows. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you Look see Devin you, getting Naruto. more excited over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but if you haven't checked them out, uh, they're lots of fun. Obviously we will have um, a link to like their show uh, in the description for this episode. And if you check out our social medias, we'll have them tagged on our socials as well. But uh, excited to have them here again. We're excited to be back mm -hmm. again, um, again, and especially because we we are specifically we decided to do Narnia now because when we were talking about okay, um, let's look at a new you know collaboration. What what, what do you guys want to cover that we haven't covered yet? Uh, apparently, Narnia is one of Devin's like all-time favorites so Guys, you yep. don't understand <laughs> don't understand <laughs> this was my movie growing up I, I have children interrupting it's fine oh it's fine it's fine <laughs> welcome Speaking to the of show childhood favorites <laughs> and children like um they watched this movie with me um mm. 
And I read some As of the book should. out loud to them. So it As was, you should. They enjoyed it. It was good. As is their right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, they apologies if you hear jingle jangles or squeaking in the background. That's my dog running around. Because... <laughs> It's not an my uncommon thing at this point. No, <laughs> my husband's not home to watch him, so and I don't want to leave him out there to get into mischief. So he's in here getting into <laughs> <Fair>. mischief. <laughs> Much better. No chewing on any of the new things for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wishes they are all above his level because otherwise, yeah, <laughs> he'd be getting into all of them. Nice. Nope, we don't want that. Mm-mm. Um, any announcements before we jump into things, Taylor? I can't think of any. I don't think so. Nothing new, cool. nothing crazy. Sweet. Then I will get into my spiel. I have my little note card because, again, <gasps> my children lost my notebook and I have yet to find it. So I'm no. still just doing little note cards. <laughs> um, okay, so... Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is the first written and published of the Narnia books. However, technically an internal chronology, it would be the second you read. However, it is the first of the movies, so it is the one we are doing today. Yes. (laughs) We are talking The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from the Chronicles of Narnia, written by C.S. Lewis. The book was published in 1950. (laughs) And the movie came out in 2005. So quite, it's one of, it's definitely not the oldest book we've talked about, but it's, it's back there. Um, The director was Andrew Adamson. The screenplay was done by Andrew Adamson, as well as Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. So three people collaborating on screenplays, which I've said before, if you have too many, it can be a mess. But if you only have one, it can also often be a mess because you kind of need that second person to check that other guy when they try to put too much of their own spin on a book. Where it's like, mm-hmm. no, stay true to the content. Like, mm-hmm. So having the three of them and the director in there, I think, helped with things on this one. Um, the music, which we never have any complaints about, but especially really enjoy on this one, was yes. done by Harry Gregson Williams. So good. Yeah, the original <laughs> music, the he amazing composing com- composition in this That's one. That's right. Um, and then casting was done by four people. There were four wow. people listed as casting directors. So you've got Pippa Hall, Ned Lott, Liz Mullane, and Gail Stevens. All I mean, it is a, them, am I right? Casting. It's a large cast. It is mm-hmm. a large cast. And it was well done, the casting, I'd really say. Really oh, well yeah. done. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, again, dividing and conquering instead of putting too much on one person's plate probably helped them in this sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Definitely. Especially because the Pevensies, like, this was the rise of their career. Oh, um, yeah, like every single one mean? of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they yeah. came in brand new babies. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> like almost, This is almost like a Harry Potter story <laughs> for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Except I feel like for they weren't so pigeonholed with these no. roles because it wasn't such a lot lengthy. They didn't do all seven books, right? Like they didn't Correct. really. They did three. And are they all four of them even in all three movies? No. I can't remember no. right now. No, they're yeah, not. So I it's like so. it didn't, all four it didn't only pigeonhole the first two. them so much into 
these roles that they yeah. could very easily then step out into other other things. Um, whereas I feel like it was a little bit harder for the Harry Potter cast to do that. Oh, yeah. It They're still pigeonholed. And oh, not yeah. all of them even have, like, Emma Watson has really been the only one I know of that's really successfully gone on to do other roles. No, Daniel Radcliffe's done a lot Daniel in the theater side. Recently. Theater, theater side. Yeah. They've definitely mm-hmm. done a lot, but whenever I see them in other things, I just oh, like them. Oh, look at Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I see Emma Watson, like, on the floor of the UN. I'm like, oh, it's Hermione giving Oh, Hermione doing that good work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is essentially her character in that one, so. Yeah, not wrong. No, the best is definitely Daniel Radcliffe doing the play where he's naked on stage and you're like, wow. The naked play. With a horse. Yeah. He really wanted to be known for something else. He really did. He really did. (laughs) No, that it was just Harry Potter naked on stage. Harry Potter naked on stage (laughs) with a horse. Which is so bad. Oh, buddy. The wrong choice Um, for your next career. Yeah, it's like, mm, I understood your intent. Didn't work. (laughs) But, um, all right. So for those of you who are not familiar with the story of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that it's, I mean, I imagine there are people out there, but to me, that's crazy because Narnia is a classic in my mind. um, (laughs) Again, judgment. the box series I have, these, this red, like this box series, like the publications I have were released in 1994. Like they are literally the same age as me. Wow. <laughs> and I've had them since childhood. Like, wow. So they're The set they're I have, worn. I got for Christmas one year. Me too. So actually, they're and, and, yeah. and pretty. Mine are, yes. mine are older and, and def- <laughs> like the. The bindings are all real broken, so yep. <laughs> because little hands were the ones reading them. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's okay because then I was like more willing to be like, yeah, go ahead, kids, look at the pictures. Yeah, these books have pictures in them. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe introduces the Pevensey siblings. Uh, there's Lucy and Susan are the sisters, and then you've got Edmund and Peter, the brothers. And it's boy, girl, boy, girl. Nice alternating. If ever, it doesn't happen that perfectly for most families, but they do <laughs> boy, girl, boy, girl. Um, and they are sent to live in a strange mansion in the countryside because it takes place in our world's timeline during World War II, where uh, in London they were sending all the children out of the city to protect them from the bombings. Mm-hmm. And so while they are sent to this big mysterious old house that is only lived in by a professor and a couple like workers um they have lots to explore and in their exploring they find this cool this wardrobe and it's the only piece of furniture in this room and through this wardrobe they are magically taken to this different land called narnia where they learn about the lion, Aslan, and <laughs> the witch, the white witch, who thinks, who has falsely taken the throne. And by the four of these children showing up in Narnia, they are fulfilling a prophecy that will end the white witch's reign and bring spring and summer and, you know, end the evil in Narnia. Um, and th- with the help of Aslan, they do just that and they end the reign of the white witch and become the rulers of Narnia because time in Narnia happens differently. 
than it does in our land. So um, just a couple of like many hours in Narnia was nothing more than mere seconds in our our world, in our mm -hmm. land's timeline. So um, that Another is fun one of fact. the more put together summaries I have done. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Another fun fact, though, the professor in uh, Narnia um, is Slughorn in Harry Potter. Yeah, he is. That's what he, why he looks. I thought the actor looked familiar yeah. in the movie. I was just like, he looks like familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. But well, younger. he's got the crazy hair and beard yes. in yep. in the Narnia movie. And then he's and then like he's... shaving and balding in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in it's Harry the Potter, voice so. that like got me to realize that when I was watching mm -hmm. the movie, mm -hmm. I was like, yep. oh, that's Slughorn. Wow. But he's I a lot put thinner that together. and younger. I just went. <laughs> yeah. I know this guy. I don't know from what. <laughs> but there you go. Fun fact. But that's kind of like our lineup and everything there for the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We have found, as in the past with also <laughs> other shorter books and or children's books specifically, um, not quite as much to talk about in the forms of differences. Plenty to talk about in the sense that Narnia in itself as a book and as a series, it's C.S. Lewis. There's plenty you could just discuss. But when specifically sure. talking book versus movie differences, um, not as much. So basically to be, we're... To be fair, I think this one has the least amount of differences compared to yeah. the other two movies. Mm -hmm. True. That's also true. Yeah, this one I, it is, was my, definitely, is by far my favorite. It was tough when I was like, when we were deciding which one to have you guys on for, because I was like, we probably would be able to have more grievances, especially like with the third. But mm -hmm. I know that <laughs> yep. the, the first is just like such a classic. I was like, it's we just, special. So yeah. Mm -hmm. For nostalgia's sake, you got to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the best one. And it's also, if I'm thinking movies one. too, it's the only one that I like could clearly remember like I know mm -hmm. I've seen Prince Caspian mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever even seen the third Narnia movie I remember the That's trailer blasphemous I remember seeing the trailer for the third one and going I don't remember Peter's not in this <laughs> I don't one even know what why it is. would I watch it because <laughs> Peter was my favorite <laughs> I think that was also my thought process I was like <laughs> well, if there's no Peter then in why would I watch that, that one <laughs> Yes. In love, absolutely. What what young girl, if, if you were young, if you were anywhere between the ages of like eight and 16, when mm -hmm. these movies, when like those first couple movies came out, what girl didn't have a crush on Peter? Like, let's be <laughs> so straight up. And or Prince Caspian in the second, because Ben Barnes. Yep. Ben, ben Barnes plays Caspian. I mean, same thing. So again, I had motivation to watch the first I'm two. I'm glad that he's kind of Didn't have much to watch the third. No. Well, I remember, uh, I remember when Caspian came out and everyone was like, oh no, like Peter's old news, it's all Caspian. And I was like, no, no. I'm nope. still Peter, girl. Like, I'm still, <laughs> he's still my man. All day. All day. <laughs> it was it's 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 yeah. the, the silly things that bring you into the theater when you're <laughs> a teenager um, when it's like the books. That's not the focus at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> But so, so basically to get back to my original point that I was going off of, we're all just going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all just 
<laughs> we're all just going to do like one instead of doing like normally when we have we ship it with us because there's four of us. We each just do two grievances. Mm-hmm. But today we're each just going to do one, like our mm-hmm. one main big point and then just discuss any other differences and basically like honorable mentions and things um, just because that was there's the way we thought it would make the most sense. Because there's not a whole lot of grievance. Like, a lot of it, honestly, is, like, positives that we mm-hmm. could and will discuss. So. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen, so. Um, we did not talk about order at all. I mean, we always have guests go first. So we'll have one of you take it away. And then, Taylor, who, which one of us went first when we did Crazy Rich Asians? Was it me? So I think you'll go first. I'll, I'll, I'll finish this out. So what if we did, we'll do, Solid. we'll do Devin, Devin, this is his he favorite thing. He loves this it. We'll do Devin, <laughs> Let's Let's Devin do Steph, Taylor, I'm then I'm telling me. you there right now, go. these are going to be order. grievances. <laughs> it can be an anti-grievance. That's fine. <laughs> We're not talking about Gatsby or what else have we been on for? Persuasion or Percy Jackson. Yeah, (laughs) it's none of those. So uh, this one, we actually have good things to talk about. (laughs) Um, And one of those good things is character (laughs) development. (laughs) (laughs) Like that segue. Uh, I think they really elevate the characters that I feel like in the book we get a sense of the character, but we don't get a fully round developed character, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. especially for Mr. Tumnus. I think number one, I think we get a lot more personal relationship with him and his relationship with Lucy is much stronger. I think in the movie also shout out to James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who Mr. Yeah. As an adult, mm-hmm. he's why I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just feel like their innocence and their playing, their the, the 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 looks that they give each other. Like it's it's not like a creeper old fawn with a little girl. Like it's an it's a it's a cute relationship that we see blossom between these two, and we actually mm-hmm. like fall in love with these characters and yeah we get the same kind of feeling in the book but i don't think it's as strong as it is as being portrayed in person Mm -hmm. with this movie um they do a really good job at uh they did really good at casting we already talked about casting in general but i feel like mr tumnus Mm -hmm. is by far one of my favorites um another character that is um more well characters are more well developed i feel like the sibling nature of the mm-hmm. Pevensies is much more heightened in the movie than it is in the book. Um, we get those repeated jabs by um, Peter that pushes Edmund to do his thing. Um, we get that um, believing it or not believing imagination of Lucy and whether or not the other kids believe or not believe. Um, and all the while, we see just moments of them bonding together. I feel like the scenes that they included that aren't in the book actually do highlight and enhance the storyline. Um, I think there's the one scene where the river scene. I was going to say, that's the one big one I can think of is the river yeah, scene. That is like one the that chase is not there that doesn't correct. happen in the book. Um, but that's where he, where Peter first faces. I think, I feel like it's pronounced more grain. The wolf. Yeah. 
Yeah, Tom I don't even know his name. I think it's pronounced, but the, the leader, the leader of the wolves. So that's where he first like yeah, encounters it's the, the, him. The head of the secret police. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's where he first faces him off, and I feel like that's good character building for Peter because in the book he meets him and kills him right away. Whereas here we get a little bit of hesitation. We get a little bit of, am I ready to step into this hero role, the hero role? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas there's a lot more development in these characters when we see it in the screen. Um, White Witch, Twilda, uh, what's her last name? Twilda, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. There we go. Amazing. I've seen her in a lot of different things, but this is where I first like saw her, obviously, because I was she like, truly I don't makes know, you hate her. 10. Oh, yeah. Yes. She does so good at being bad. <laughs> The looks and the way that she's able to well, be sweet the, one moment and cool yeah. and icy the next moment, like it's really the, good. The, the switch on a second between yeah, and, like, and it's written that way. It's it's yeah. written that she's oh, yeah. supposed to be like that, but like she nails it. She really she does brought a it really to life. Good white witch. It, it kind of reminds really me of like good. Andy Circus as yeah. Gollum, like being able to mm. smeagol oh, Gollum, like yes. that's like the actor's ability bringing that to life. It's like kind of similar where it's this, yeah, it's this two-faced where she really is able to do both sides very like well. Multiple personalities mm-hmm. in one yeah. Beat. yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking that that's really one I wanted to talk about was just random character development. I feel like they really did a good job at elate, like elating these characters and making them actually more personable than what they are. Cause I feel like they're, they're there, but they're a little bit two dimensional in the stories. Whereas they really mm-hmm. come more to life through these moments along the way. And we get to see, um, Edmund's development. And although he has that development in the story, I feel like it's much more real. Um, it definitely trail is much more real. Yeah. Yeah, the book almost feels more like, a story like just someone mm-hmm. telling a well, it's, story it's not surprising it's, an, it's a little bit you're, more narration if mm-hmm. you're familiar with c.s lewis at all yeah right. like his none of his writing is character focused all yeah. of his writing it's just story story mm-hmm. and really a level deeper than story like lesson focused mm-hmm. like absolutely the moral of it all of his writing is, has an underlying level of here's the overarching lesson. Here's, here's what you should really learn from this. This is the bigger meaning and symbolism that this, like, it's not surprising if you're familiar with literally anything else that C.S. Lewis has written. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the voice character for Aslan. Oh yeah. Yeah. So good. When I read any, anything, when I was reading it, he was the only voice that my inner inner voice (laughs) turned into Liam Neeson whenever it was Aslan speaking. (laughs) Otherwise, like my head still creates like its It's own thing when I'm reading this book. But Aslan is just Liam Neeson now. And I feel like the the movie itself withstands time. Like like for for a 2005 movie, I feel like it's still good. Somehow it's better CGI than the modern ones. Mm -hmm. Some yeah. Are, yeah, it does. It honestly does. Did you say yeah. 10 years later, Devin? It's close to 20 years later. Listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was just giving an estimation. Okay? I was just giving an estimation. 
I think but too, yes, the, it is the, close to twenty years. The professor, I like a <laughs> lot better in the in the movie. Like, I, not that there's much to him in the book. He's just sort mm-hmm. of the person that takes them in. But I do think they have I, a little bit more of like a lesson moment with the professor I, in the movie. Yeah, I do think they. Um, they took that scene they, almost word they do for word change from him the a book. little bit. Yeah. Yes, they do. And a lot of the scenes, they take a little bit word for word from the book. It's but like, they do. Which is one of my favorite things. Like, that, that dialogue which is, good. is present instead of them going, I can write this better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes. <laughs> um, but I do think they change a little bit of the professor's character a little bit. I think they make him more, the kids more fearful of him. Whereas uh-huh. in the book, they go directly to him and say, like, to hey, we, say we have it. this problem. Which I thought was interesting because also the lady, that lady that picks them up, she's like kind they of make her way more strict. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like funny. It like adds a little bit of yeah. drama. But I it's do like, like that they eh. included, um, like they have the first set of uh, credits, but then there's like a mid credit scene where it is like Lucy going back, and he's like, "Well, you can't go back that way." Like I do like that they even mm-hmm. still included that di- that dialogue mm-hmm. at the end there too. Um, I just love the yeah. professor's character in general, like even in the story, <laughs> like when they go to him and they're like, it's not that we don't believe her. It's just we think she's crazy because she's so upset. And he's like, no, like who's who's more often not lying to you? Like who's more often going to lie to you? Edmund. So like you well, should she's probably not believe crazy her. And she yeah. usually tells the truth. And yeah. let's be logical here. Right. <laughs> if one plus one is two, I'm not. And two plus two is four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm not as well versed in the Narnia lore or Narnia books as much as I am in other, like, wow, word series. There you go. Mm -hmm. Words are hard. (laughs) Um, But I feel like it's present both in the movie and the book, this underlying idea of like, yeah, the professor knows that the wardrobe brings you to Narnia. Oh, yeah. He's been there before. Yeah, but like we don't know for certain. Like, is is that mentioned in any of these other books? Somebody, do we know that? Like, oh yeah, the professor like in our the world boy. is he is yeah. this person in this other story? Like, do we get any of that? I because thought he I was the boy like, in a boy and his horse. Is that? Is that I, not honestly, confirmed? I haven't read. That's that. the one book I haven't read. Oh okay. <laughs> when yeah. Peter is high king, a boy named Shasta discovers he is not the son of Arshish. And decides oh, to run away far to the <laughs> north. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering no, he's in the magician's nephew. He's in the oh, magician's, he's, he's the magician's nephew. Is he okay. the nephew in the magician's nephew? Okay. Yes. <laughs> One of these. <laughs> and then I think he reappears in the last battle. But other than that, I think. He's definitely okay. involved. He knows what's okay. up. Because like, they I come always, back and he's like. Yeah. Yeah. He must <laughs> know. It's in his house. Come on. It's the, in his house. Where'd the wardrobe come from? The character name is... Hold on. Let me see if I can find the character name. Diggory? Kirk? Yeah. It's just Diggory and Polly in The Magicians. So maybe mm-hmm, he's Diggory. Mm-hmm. Maybe Diggory grows up to be a professor in our world. Tom was trying to make the case that he's in Aslan parallel, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking no, we about all know it since who we Aslan, We all know who Aslan represents. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> not not to, not to take a real hard Christian turn here, no. but we all know. But he was who like Aslan was to, written to be. <laughs> he was trying to make a case that it's like a parallel in life, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I've heard the case maybe. that the, the the Aslan represent also represents the father, that they're they're missing father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that, mm. but um, yeah, father figure. I, nec- I never necessarily heard that it was the professor, but 
Tom, persuade me otherwise. Tell him I'll, to write a paper on it. I will. <laughs> He'll be like, yeah, that's worth my time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to spend my time doing. Yeah. He's got engineering brain. So sometimes when I read through my old English papers from college, he's like, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Oh, I think funny. I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, I I had a really hard time. I'm not going to lie to you. Like there are some movies that I rage about. Any Harry Potter movie, you I could find a million mm-hmm. things. Oh but yeah. When it came oh, to yeah. this one, it was really specific moments that I had to come back to and be picky about and I'm not even that sold on them myself. So, mm-hmm. um the one thing that I did think was unnecessary, not like terrible but unnecessary was the beginning like war scene how they like begin with this dramatic long scene and I'm like okay like I get it it's a little bit of drama kind of makes you feel bad for the kids helps you to understand why they're going where they're going Um, and I think like the movie is allowed to take some liberty here because the book is so short like we've been saying they do really play up the chase scene other things but I think those all sort of go more with the magic and the fantasy of Narnia Mm -hmm. that scene did not put me in the place to be ready to go into Narnia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't remember when I first watched the movie as a kid, but I can imagine, like, if I hadn't read the book and I saw that, I would have no idea where the book was or where the movie was going. So, My kids were so confused. I'm right. Gonna, yeah, they were like, Mom, what are we watching? And I was <laughs> right. like, it's, it's Narnia. It's, a, it's about magic, I promise. There's <laughs> a lion. He's coming. He's coming. The lion talks. There's a witch. It's like, it just, yeah, it was too was like, much just reality <laughs> and heaviness for, like, a kid's story, I think. Um, yeah. And there was, like, the, a whole thing where you see the pilots and, like... Yeah, and you hear fe- them speaking like, German and, like... Yeah, <laughs> like, what happened to the pilots would be my first question. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And I guess it's a bit of a history lesson. Like, it it probably encourages you to, like, explain to your kids, this is what happened, I this is what... I think that's why they did but, it, because... When the book was written, that wasn't that reality wasn't that long ago. Right. So he didn't right. have to focus much on that in the book. Yeah. For people to just know, oh yeah, that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Whereas two thousand and five, USA, right? Like not we <laughs> war right. no wars have been fought on our home front, you know? Like right. might have just been to make that reality a bit more prevalent to yeah. like mm-hmm. kids of the day, but I'm kind of with you. It's a little just cons- dis- like orienting just puts you out of it where the story is going especially the first scene you know like the right. to, to just go right in like right he- very heavy hand from right. the get-go like i could almost see them on the train flashing back. that's where i thought it would have opened right like on the like train flashback <laughs> or at the train station on. Right, exactly. But it starts. It puts you there. You hear the bombs. You're like, whoa. Um, I will say the one thing I liked about the scene was how they addressed the father missing by Edmund Mm -hmm. going back to get the picture. And that sort of establishes the Peter Edmund, you know, little spat going Mm -hmm. on. But I think, yeah, it was kind of like a clever way to do that. I do just think it was a little too dramatic. But like I said earlier, they, they chose to take liberties with some things. And I think most of the time... When they added to a scene, it, it added to the scene. This was really the only one I could think of that didn't really do it for me. Yeah. yeah. One heavy scene that I am 100% in favor of is the battle. 
like the fight. Oh scene. yeah! Like, <laughs> thank you for bringing that to life for me. Yeah, hey, is that a good like, segue I'm about to, to get into? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, look at that, Devin. Well, it's probably yeah. That was my biggest point when I was thinking about like differences, not necessarily grievances, but like differences. The book, because it's really like kind of Lucy's perspective. You don't really see a huge battle by any means. And Mm -hmm. I remember one of the biggest like jokes, like it was almost memes before memes were a thing. Back when I was in like middle school, high school, the big bear yelling for Narnia. And like that was a huge (laughs) deal. Everyone, we would make jokes about that all the time. Like, I don't know why we just must have been your age group, because yeah. I do not recall that. I, at all. I do remember this. I remember it for some reason. Yeah. I, must I don't know why, but like it was a year big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, like, obviously, when I think of the battle, that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's just for Narnia. But yeah. it, it also was really like, yeah, you needed something big. Like you needed that big climactic moment. For all of the characters, Mm -hmm. I feel like you really got to see more from Peter, from Edmund, definitely, Mm -hmm. um, from Susan. Like, Lucy in the book, like, because you're following her a bit more, she still gets... the youngest. Yeah. And so it's like, obviously in the book, they kind of just give you a real brief bit of the battle and then it's kind of over yeah it's like a one page summary of the battle yeah it's like a page and a half and you're like okay (laughs) they like show up at the end it's like lucy Mm -hmm. and susan show up right at the end of the battle so you're like oh oh and then and and the witch is dead okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) they play a little uh wrestling and (laughs) yeah and then it's done so it was yeah i did like that they flushed that battle out you were able to see like the actual intricacies of it I guess you would say like yeah I just thought that it was yeah it's definitely not a grievance it's more of an anti-grievance um that they actually showed the battle (laughs) compared to just mm -hmm, glossing over a lot of world building too yeah Mm -hmm. like it's such a see what what was part of the darker forces and what's part of the lighter forces and where did people take sides right Well, not yeah. people. There's no people in Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did There's no magical humans. animals? <laughs> There's no humans. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get into any other like well, grievances that are, are coming there, up. Are there but humans I, because Caspian? Are they? Is Caspian like of they're not Narnia? in Narnia though? They're in a, they're in one of the different oh, lands when you cross that's the seas fair. and yeah. things. All right, all right. Yeah. Technically, I'm in Narnia, I was like, wait a second, let me process. Humans <laughs> only show oh, up in Narnia during. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Big brain. Big don't brain. um, don't just let me know if this is your grievance, Scaly. So I don't want to get into it. But the scene it's all about just Edmund. before my okay, number then, one is all about Edmund. Then mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up to you just while we're talking about the battle, um, how like. I, I actually broken heart and this may be my pregnancy hormones, but actually broken heart. I was when Aslan was dying, mm-hmm. like just before I cried. It's like Mufasa I'm not gonna lie to all you. over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little dramatic, like obviously for kids to watch. But I do think like for what C.S. Lewis was going for, it really like drove the point home of like mm-hmm. how much he was sacrificing for. Edmund, who's not even worthy of it. You know what I mean? Like it. Oh, 
I got very emotional. And Tom was like sort of giggling at me. He's like, I know this is a terrible scene, but like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely like shout out to the actors, especially like oh, Lucy. Yeah. I'm like, she's so mm-hmm. young. She does so she's good. Really <laughs> I know. Really she? Yeah, that's the other Very thing, young. too, because, like, the characters' ages aren't ever s- explicitly stated in the book. No. You just know no. the order the, of the yeah, ages. Yeah, the, the order. And that Lucy is fairly young still. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, obviously, Peter's not old enough to be drafted into the war. Right. right. So there's, that's all you got. And Lucy's old enough to talk and walk on a road, right? Like, so it's like, mm-hmm. that's all, that's and all you're given. four of them. <laughs> None of them are twins. It's like... <laughs> So <laughs> the only bit of detail you get is that Edmund and Lucy are only about a year apart in the book. Okay. He does explicitly state that somewhere. I don't remember where, but I do remember reading. It was in like parentheses. <laughs> hmm. um, and that's but that's the only ever like real detailed bit you get about their ages at all in the book. So really, they. Again, I feel like they did a fairly C.S. good Lewis, job. In, in he was not there. a character-driven man. He was, was like, that's not what he cared about. They're young. <laughs> that's all details, man. I just want to drive this point home. <laughs> <laughs> that's him, really. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Georgie Henley. She was born in 1995. So when this movie She's came old. out, she My was age. 10. Whoa. Yeah. So and wow. so when this film movie was filmed, she was probably eight, nine-ish. I love yeah, she did. Great Which is job. about what I pegged her when I watched her on screen. Right. And I was like, "Yeah, she reminds me of my eight-year-old niece." Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm so, so bad at children's ages. Me too. So, you get better <laughs> you when you asked, have children of your I own. I think we're gonna get better. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you, you do. Get, you get a lot better once you have your own kids. Because I was like, clearly, asked, definitely older have known. than my almost six-year-old, but I definitely wouldn't peg her at like ten yet. You know, like yeah. so it's like. <laughs> Yeah, my main reference right now is like we have a fourteen-year-old sister, and I'm like, okay, where's where do they definitely not that old? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay, I guess I'll dive into mine now. Do Mm -hmm. it. Okay, so my big thing is specifically, and I know Devin already talked a little bit about character development and how the movie does put some more emphasis and focus on the characters themselves, obviously. I specifically want to go into Edmund a little bit because Mm -hmm. in the book, it's so hard for me to like him, even by the end. I just look at him and I'm like, you stupid, stupid boy. I don't care how old you are. No nine year old boy I know would be that stupid. Like, I just I read the book and I'm like, you're just so stupid. Like Mm -hmm. He bothers me so much. Even when I go like, you're a child. He's a child. Remember, he's a child. I'm still like, I don't care. He's the stupidest child. <laughs> like, um, but he's a stupid child. And, and just child. like the, <laughs> level, the level of like selfishness and just like no forethought, no thought about other people other than himself at no all in thought, the book. head empty. It's just like astounding to me. And so I feel like the movie does quite a bit to try and make you have a bit more sympathy for Edmund and give him a little bit more of that redemption arc because mm-hmm. in yeah. the book it's not really there and yet he still yeah. some just gets to become a king with everybody yeah. with everybody else and, and he's called Edmund the Just I'm like what yeah and I'm like <laughs> no Edmund the traitor um so in the movie right I do think that opening scene right where I, I mean he's still stupid right when you look at it like young boy who's not thinking the right way 
But it's like, well, he ran back into the house for the picture of his dad. And there's right. so there's clearly some sentiment there. Um, you you get a bit more of the bickering and the pushing of his older siblings, which make him feel a little bit more unsure Outcasted. of, okay, well, am I right. a kid? I need to grow up. Like, what what do you want me to be? What are, what are you expecting here? Um, I feel like the scene where he first meets the witch is changed because in the book, it's she's very cruel in the beginning to the point where mm -hmm. he thinks she's she's going to kill him on the spot. Yeah. And then she suddenly switches to this pleasant person in the movie. It's the dwarf who's like really mean and angry. Mm. And then she like comes to his rescue and he's yeah. like, no, no, no. And she. She doesn't call him stupid or idiotic, like, like all these things that she does in the book that make it in the movie a little bit more understandable why he would be like, no, she can't be bad like they're saying. She can't be right and, and still mm -hmm. choose to right. go to her in the beginning. Because in, in the book, I'm just like, what more evidence you do you need, dude? Why are you still yeah. leaving and going off to her? Like, no Turkish delight is good enough for this. Like, nope. But it was a magical Turkish delight. Magic. It is yeah. a magical so, Turkish delight. But which is yeah, something that I think got lost not on me enough emphasis in the movie. On that spell, yeah, it did. I was like, I think in the movie that's one thing they should have. Maybe Emphasized. like I don't know how they could have done like, it, but if you eat the food of the queen, like it's yeah, it's it's yeah, because yeah. that is specifically mentioned in the book. Because yeah, in I the think, movie, you're like, who likes Turkish delight this much? Come on, mm -mm. come on, man. Tom, but then Tom literally when, was saying that the Turkish delight was the only thing he remembered from Narnia, reading Narnia as a kid. He's like, oh yeah, the book about the Turkish delight. Turkish delight. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong no. no I do I think you're right though like he has a moment in the prison that we get in the movie where he mm -hmm. sees Mr. Tumnus and I think like yep, he and that's not in the book regrets like he has remorse so there is like a growth to him in the movie you don't get in the book but I do think there's one line in the book that obviously you know C.S. Lewis does not go into the actual character development of how he changes but there's one line in the book I remember that it allows you to at least think that maybe he's done thinking. We just don't, and like changed. It's mm -hmm. when he says he had a conversation with Aslan that he never forgot. And it mm. was when he came back and he sort of like apologizes to them. And then he has this conversation that like changes his ways. But we don't ever see any see indication yeah. of him actually changing his ways like we kind of do in the movie. But it is like there, it's just not like well-established, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there's even the scene that's added where he tries to protect the fox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we see him being like, okay, I understand that she is not, like, I don't want her cruelty to hurt anyone else, so I'm mm -hmm. going to give her information. and. in the prison, there is that, the, with Mr. Tumnus, mm -hmm. she goes, she's all like, you're here because he ratted you out, right? And so then yep. he is literally faced mm -hmm. with his guilt. Straightforward with the consequences of his actions. Yeah. Yep. Like you wanted some, like you, you wanted something sweet and you wanted, some, you know, some food and some hot chocolate. And so you gave me all this, you gave up all this info and now he's going to, I mean, die. He gets turned to stone and then they can save him all. But right. Like he doesn't know that in the moment. So mm -hmm. then he's literally like faced with this, these dire consequences of his choices, which would 
really push a person to do some heavy thinking and mm-hmm. have that Which change of heart. So important. And sometimes that's like, I see some people and I'm like, you need to have some consequences. Like you need to yeah. have something bad happen <laughs> in order to learn. And I definitely think that growth for, moments. <laughs> yeah. I think that that finally happened. Just makes you think Advent. of it's called growth, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Okay. Like does in that, the movie, you can see it more. Does that Fox character exist in the book? No. He, Mr. Fox. Well, I think okay. they're at the table. Not like, not explicitly. As okay. A, as an that was the character. only like change that in my head as I was watching the book, I was like, I don't remember this specific character. As a, as a well-developed character, I don't think he is, but I know there's a scene where there's like people sitting at a table and she freezes like squirrels and everyone mm-hmm. like everyone that's sitting right. at like at this there table. may be talking foxes at some point there's talking in animals but it's implied because the beavers yeah <laughs> but he's like a significant part of the plot because he helps them out and like sacrifices himself or whatever i think it is just sort of like yeah the narnians are willing to help them here's your example but it that was the only other literally the only other thing i could think of that was like super different from the book yeah um, I mean, we've mentioned because uh, those are all of our big ones. So then now, it's yeah, just we like can we can kind of other discussion points delve into um, the smaller nitty gritty details if you have any or just any other comments you guys want to make. Um, let me think see. on this. <laughs> the only other big ones. The only other big one. Not not even big, but just changes that don't really impact the story, but just exist, right, are like, the whole reason all four of them jump into the cupboard, into the cupboard, into the wardrobe. (laughs) Wardrobe. In the first place. um, Literally in the the title. Because the professor's professor's having a party. Like, there's a bunch Mm -hmm. of people over. And when Mrs. McCready is, like, giving them a tour, they're like, I don't want to talk to a bunch of boring stranger adults. Like, (laughs) let's hide so they don't try to rope us into conversation. And that's how they end up in the wardrobe. Whereas in the movie, again, it's adding to that tension between Edmund and Peter where Mm -hmm. Peter throws the cricket ball, but Edmund's the one that hits it and breaks a window and, like, adds this extra level of conflict. And then so then they're hiding because they don't want to get in trouble. Like, it's... yeah. That, I thought random. was a little weird. I thought yeah. that was a little weird. But again, I think their ultimate motive there was, again, to add to more of that tension of that relationship there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like the writer's intention to detail from the story um, because in the book, it talks about when when they are going back to your point, when they are making their way to the wardrobe. I think the book says something like up three pole, steps down pole. five or whatever. Oh, what? No, it was like the pole of Narnia. <laughs> like, was, like, there was the a force that was pushing them to the wardrobe well. that was moving them to the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I think there's a moment where the text says that they were being magic was like guiding them to the wardrobe. Yeah, it's like an invisible and, tug. Yeah. And I feel like they did a good job of that with like the footsteps. Mm. Yeah. Like, because they're coming from all different directions and it's kind of like guiding them into and that pushing one them into that room. Mm-hmm. And then because they think it's McCready that's coming after them. But then when they come, fall back out of the wardrobe from their adult selves to their kids selves, it's the professor coming with. Professor. And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, where you guys been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think yeah. they did a really good job at attention to detailing in that scene. Um, 
there's the scene with like a red bird and like at the at Tumnus's house and the they robin? even include the robin and they yeah. even include like even if even though it's just for like two seconds they they include that they speed up the meaning of the, the beaver real quick on the windowsill when lucy first finds the wardrobe mm-hmm. and how that's the only other yep. thing in the room is the beetle on the windowsill also yep. i don't know if you guys noticed this detail but um i noticed after reading because i had read the book just before i watched the movie mm-hmm. they don't close the wardrobe door when yeah. they go in mm-hmm. they like very There's, slowly like i think peter and he, like, mentions closes that. it when the four of them go in but he might but i know that like I, lucy and edmund both right. thought to themselves i'm not gonna oh, close the door one that's does stupid. not close a wardrobe yeah close themselves in a wardrobe no in the book that's another way that edmund is stupid because lucy the younger one always knows to keep it open but edmund just goes in and shuts the door on himself in the book yep. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm can, I just, any other... can I just say this isn't book yeah. or movie, just my feelings as a child when they like were dope and, you know, had been kings and queens and then came out of the wardrobe young again. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> even you <laughs> lived a, a whole kid. life. You lived a whole life. <laughs> like even as a I, young I, I child, like imagine I being that that seven suck. again right now. Oh. Imagine just suddenly being in your seven-year-old body again. Like, With all nope. of the awareness <laughs> yeah. of an adult. Having ruled a kingdom. Like, what? <laughs> but what kind of wise kids well, are coming sucks. back, though? They're like, they're Their they're mom wise. is like, when she gets them back, she's like, what happened in the countryside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, the casting, uh, another fun tip, I think... Lucy's is it Lucy's sister? I think Lucy's older, like the actual actress's older sister, plays her older self, or maybe it's I Susan. Think, oh, really? Yeah, oh. I remember something like that. Let's open up IMDb. Let's do it. All. <laughs> I'm pretty Where sure it's one older? of the the sisters of either Distraught Susan or mother. Lucy. Distraught mother on train. Hag, 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 fawn, 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 centaur, 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 archer. Nice. Oh. Archer. Um, a whole bunch of red and black dwarfs. Oh, older Lucy is played by Rachel Henley. Older Henley. Susan yes. is played by Sophie it's, Winkleman. So, yeah, it is. It's Lucy. Georgie Henley's older sister. Older sister, mm-hmm. which I think was a really cool touch. Mm-hmm. It is cool. Yeah. And probably the most realistic way to get somebody that for sure closely yep. resembles, right? Absolutely. Like, oh, I think I, the casting of all of them was pretty well done for their. It's great. Older the selves. Beavers, the older selves, you mean? Yeah. The beavers were yeah. perfection. Like <laughs> they were, they were hilarious, and the I voices was—they were just great. The one thing is, though, why didn't Santa give them their gifts? Like they got gifts in the book too, and they also had tea. Yeah. Come on now, Santa. Come on now, Santa. Father, Father Christmas. Father Christmas. He's Father Christmas oh, in this me. one. Come on, Steph. <laughs> it would be ridiculous to have them, Santa. I think, I think he fixes their dam and, like, gives him, I don't remember, gives her a new sewing machine. Mm-hmm. And to remember the other pieces. I just, again, I think back to, and I shared it on our socials the other day, but I just think back to, there's that video where there's, like, the sketch of, C.S. Lewis telling Tolkien his new idea for his book, and it's like, 
Greek mythology <laughs> and these other kids, and then there's a witch, and then <laughs> Santa shows up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is just like the best part is it's dude. all an allegory, and you're like, okay, yeah. dude. <laughs> It's so funny. It is crazy. Um, Have y'all done Lord of the Rings yet? Nope. It's on the list. Because that's a big one. And we just know that's another one that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Okay, but invite us back for one of those because. (laughs) (laughs) So our dad, our dad loves Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Always has. um, The Hobbit. That's that'll like, be a long. So, yeah. He's a big mm. Tolkien reader, and so we've re- we read those books fairly young and started watching those movies fairly young. Also, I went to the midnight like a, premiere of the Return of the King with my parents. Really, get out! I loved them so much. And wow. Taylor and I went to the Hobbit premieres multiple times. Dressed and we up. did when the second when this when we dressed up. And when the second <laughs> or was it was it the third one? We went to a, a marathon premiere. Yeah, they played we all watched of them. The, the first two in wow. theaters. And then at midnight, the third <laughs> new one started. We were in there for like nine hours. Like, That's yeah. ridiculous. I, I'll it be honest, I never watched The Hobbit. Like You're, not this, You're not missing much. You're not missing much. It's not the same as it's the It's definitely the not the same. It's you have to good. think of them as different things yeah. to get through it's it. You hard. have to. It's, you, you have, have to. to. Yeah. It's, <laughs> or else you will there, hate them. There will be much to discuss when we do Ooh. get to that. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to. I knew he'd come um, up. I don't know how we're going to do The Hobbit. I think we're going to have to do it by movie. Because there yeah, is just will. so much to talk about. But anyways. Yeah, I don't know how we'll even thing. do it because it it clearly doesn't just follow the book. Yeah. It includes a whole bunch of stuff from the Cimmerillion and just made up nonsense from the made like screenplay writers. <laughs> there's yes. no love story between the dwarf and the elf. Like There's no elf. <laughs> Just period. Spoiler. There's no L. There's no she elf, period. <laughs> no this she is elf. not a spoiler free podcast. It never has been. <laughs> but for um, me, though, no I'm kidding. <laughs> Devin, you know what you signed other, up for. Sorry, to return to Narnia. <laughs> Let's return to Narnia yes, as please. the sorry. books say later on. But um, any other specific things we want to mention before we go into our um, listener submitted fan faux pas? We already talked about the music. Music, music is so, so good. good. Soundtrack is amazing. And even the, and not just the orchestra, but the soundtrack itself. You guys, did you guys buy like the the soundtrack? Hi, puppy. Is the soundtrack <laughs> for the actual movie itself? Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah. like the, it's all really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. It's definitely one of those ones you can like throw on and you just feel like inspired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was my go-to playlist. <laughs> I think it's also just pretty. Like, yeah, it's a very visually, pretty, yeah, visually, well, it matches impactful. the scenes and like really matches what, like the storytelling aspects of the movie really, really well. Like in invoking mm-hmm. the right emotions, it's powerful for sure. It's good. Yeah. It's a good. It's a talented composer, right? Like that takes some skill. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and that's all I got. All right, so we've got quite a few comments, and then we had a couple things also DM'd to us, Taylor, so I don't know how we want to divvy this out. (laughs) Hold on. 
(laughs) (laughs) Pulling it up. I don't know. (laughs) So. Well, we'll just start. We'll, we'll, We'll start with the comments and then we'll move into the DMs. How about that? Yeah. Okay. First one I've got is from a longtime listener and commenter, our girl Allie. Allie, she, she, we love her. She <laughs> has, we, we need to get her to actually like guest on an episode one time because she's been there from like the beginning. She's yes. Um, she says, The Chronicles of Narnia is such a nostalgic read. I don't feel the changes they made were too bad. It just seemed like small changes, like Edmund shared to sell with Tumnus in the book, but in the movie, Tumnus was already turned to stone. I also would have had the witch look more like ice and actually give her a red lip like described in the book. Mm. So there are some slight changes, but I think they still say somewhat true and close to the story. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. I think a red lip would have been very I think a red lip would have been awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Because they did make her look, she was very pale and ice-like in every other regard. So that like bright lip would have been crazy. I think Tilda in general is very pale, but yes. yeah, it That's helps nice. that she just she is. also plays the ancient one in um, the Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so she's yes. just very that very character, pale and, and, po- and she has very not in a bad features. way. I'm not saying that so. pale is bad. No, no. <laughs> Devin. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone heard that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's the first one. Okay, um, we have Take one. From Caroline Vincent on Instagram, who said, I know there are differences between the book and movie, but none of them bother me enough to be mad. All in all, I really like both. <laughs> fair. And, yeah, fair. Love it. I don't think any of them were really big enough to make me mad either, honestly. No. It was just like worth discussing, but not mad. <laughs> no. Yeah. We'll get into that in the um, next couple episodes. Don't worry. Mm, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Uh, we've got another one here from Anna Vandernall on Instagram as well. She says, it's been a while since I read the book and I can't find my copy. But I remember Lucy and Edmund annoyed me so much more in the movie than in the books. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Especially Lucy. That's surprising because I find Edmund to be the real annoying one in both. <laughs> <laughs> that was something Edmund I was like, man, yeah. they tried they tried to make him more like empathetic in the b- movie, movie, and yet I still cannot still stand annoyed. him. So. <laughs> <laughs> but fair, I, I I'd say fair acknowledgement, right? Fair. Yeah, <laughs> I can definitely understand, like especially from a watching perspective versus a reading perspective. It's possible, like when you're reading it, to kind of gloss over some stuff whereas when you're watching it right in front of you you're like oh you suck (laughs) (laughs) it's also just like i knew kids like that and i just they yeah they annoyed me to no end (laughs) or i was just like dude especially yeah where it's like lie and self it right and it's just like the all about me just like this totally self-centered focus where i'm like Somebody needs to put this kid in his place, like, <laughs> which happens in the movie and in the book. But yeah. still, it just she's annoying. <laughs> Poor Edmund. Um, sorry, kid. <laughs> she's really hating on him. But then we do have one from Sam Barry who said, I love the music. All the movies have such a stunning score. And I mean, we already preach talked about it. But like, yeah. 
They are definitely, I would put them up there with like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, the the Harry Potter soundtrack, like just those classics where you hear them and you're like brought back to nostalgia and childhood and happiness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Um, okay. Moving into the DMs. We've got quite, quite the message here from Sierra Rails. Yes. I think I, I might have said her name wrong, but also on Instagram. Um, she, like you, Devin, is a big Narnia, like, this is, like, very close to her heart from childhood. Um, She says, hey, Taylor and Kaylee, I just wanted to send you my thoughts on the first Narnia movie. As you may have guessed, I'm a huge Narnia fan. My siblings and I all really loved the books and had many thoughts about the movie. It's definitely as close to my heart as Harry Potter is for you two. So it's like, that's fair. Nice. She says, I actually really love the first movie. It's pretty close to perfect, both in following the book and presenting the material. There's so much praise between the script, especially the dialogue. Casting, costuming, music, and cinematography. Mm. My favorite part of the movie is that they expand the story and the characters in a very believable, true-to-the-book way. One thing that I noticed on my latest reread of the series was how much C.S. Lewis used the writing technique of telling instead of showing, often summarizing the events in the novel instead of showing it. The movie does an excellent job at showing such scenes. The most notable scene is the Battle of the White Witch, I love how in the movie it is cut-scened and woven into the storyline of Aslan and the girls. In the book, we don't really get to see any of the battles since C.S. just has Peter summarize it to Lucy, Susan, and Aslan. I like how Susan gets to participate a bit more in the battle, even if it is a tiny part with shooting the main evil dwarf. This is an example of how the characters are stronger in the movie, especially the girls. Mm -hmm. Mm. Susan is portrayed as a warrior, especially in the next movie. I also love how the conflicting dynamic between Peter and Edmund is present from the very first scene. It Mm. makes Edmund's hatred of Peter a lot more understandable. Thank you for sharing my thoughts. I love this series so much. (laughs) Spot on. (laughs) Yep. I'm like, very good. That was like good discourse there from Sierra. Yes, that is a, a great way to... Wrap it up. <laughs> Put yes. It's like, there you go. There's the Meet summation. The <laughs> of, that really is a good wrap up of many of our thoughts on, on this yep. mm-hmm. book to movie adaptation. So um, I believe I, I think that's all our fan football. I honestly I only looked that's at Instagram. All I, could find. I don't know if there's any more on Facebook. OK, good. Um, so now we just have to answer the age old question. Was the book better? Devin, since it's your movie, (laughs) he says no right out the gate. So you think the movie was better? Yeah, I just love, I mean, they really hyped it up. I, I like when this movie was coming out, I remember like being at, I don't know, creation somewhere. I was, Mm. I was somewhere and there was like trailers being played and like, there was um, like questions and giveaways. Like the, the, it was really big in mm-hmm. promoting this movie, and I just fell in love with it. So I am. This movie is amazing to me. Big fan. Uh I don't want to say <laughs> that the movie is better than the book <laughs> because without the book, 
You and have this is a really you. obvious thing to say, like, but there wouldn't be a movie be- without mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis's like creative genius here, and th- just like the way that he's able to spin the allegory, and you really understand what he's mm-hmm. telling you by the end of it, even as a child, like. It's just so brilliant in itself. I know it's short. It's a kid's book, but the movie stood up to the book. 206 pages, I think we said, right? Like yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'll say the the movie was not worse than the book. It stood up to the book. But <laughs> I'm comparable. not going to say that the movie was better. <laughs> but are you saying that the, were very, the book was better? Because that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that either. Okay. I think the movie did a great job of summing up and like showing. Okay. Like, I think about I have all the man said. crushing you got to do on Peter. <laughs> oh, but that's also <laughs> the main reason. <laughs> William Mosley or whatever his name is. But, I think that um, is his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think. Speaking of our childhood. I, I love the way that the, what's her name? Sierra, the commenter said it. Uh-huh. Like they. Like, C.S. Lewis, he tells, he doesn't show, and then the Mm -hmm. movie showed us what he told us. So, for Mm -hmm. me, I I can't even say either one is better. I think that they stand up. Like, they're pretty equal. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that allowed? (laughs) Oh, I do it all the time. We have have come to, that has been our, like, final say multiple times. Um, Many, many times. We can't pick. We like both. They're equal. Like, we've we've done that before. I feel good then. <laughs> yeah, I have never outright said the movie is better than a book. I've never done that on this show. I have. I have frequently said the book is better. <laughs> what? Which but. one did you think the movie was better than the book? I don't remember, but I know I've said it once. Because the one I says I've, I'm only thinking of times where the where I thought I'd like the movie more. And then when I read the book, I was like, oh, no, wait, this book was actually really good, but totally different than the, than the movie. <laughs> like, right. like, P.S. I love you. What is that mess? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there um, was one where I said that I liked the movie more. I can't remember. Again, we've done 60 different movies and books at this point. Quite so a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to just it's think back on. But um, I think. Ooh. I totally agree that, like, yeah, you wouldn't have the movie without the book. But this is a rare instance where I do think that the movie might be better than the book. She's joining the Devon ranks. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't, and I think it's because, because the way C.S., and don't get me wrong, I love a lot of, Mm-hmm. I love a lot of C.S. Lewis's more adult writing. Like, I do mm-hmm. really like his more theological stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, despite having the whole box series of the Chronicles of Narnia, I have not read all seven. Like, I'm I still not read the horse in this boy. Super with it. Um, I read everything else but that one. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good point to bring up. Like, was it something that you felt invested in enough to read the so story? So I... I mean, honestly, all of them are short enough in the way they're written. Again, they're written to be understood by children. Mm-hmm. I said 206 pages. That's 206 pages with illustrations on a lot of those pages and pretty thick margins and pretty big, like, text font. Like, again, like, and also, very easy it, to read. It kind of wraps itself up. You know, like, it's not a cliffhanger. Real quick. Like, real nice. No. So I'm real, not not a whole lot of motivation to return to Narnia, right? Like, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> But 
I so yeah, it's 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 different. We'll see how I feel come the next couple of movies. Because again, <laughs> I also didn't feel a whole lot of motivation to keep watching the movies either, right? So mm-hmm. um, we'll see we'll see how I feel going forward with the next couple. But for at least this first one, I definitely enjoyed the book. I definitely think the book is worth a read if you haven't read it before. It took me an hour and a half. Yes, I'm a very fast reader, but seriously, it's like a couple hours out of your day. If you're a slow yeah. reader, still no more than a day's worth of reading. Yeah, I no. read it at the beach and I was like halfway through. Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> so um, definitely worth reading if you haven't read it before. It's easy to understand. It's easy to follow. I do think that the symbolism and the allegory and the way C.S. Lewis can include and integrate so many different things together and it makes sense and not feel like a bunch of it's coming out of left field. Again, I laugh at that video because the way that video puts it, it does make it all sound <laughs> like how on earth does all of this exist in one story? Right. Oh yeah, but it's it crazy. It makes sense when you're reading it. It's insane. Um, he's definitely very talented, but like, would I rather, if, if you were to say like, go read this, like it, it I, I read the book quicker than I, the movie, like the movie's two and a half hours long. I finished the book quicker than it would take me to watch the movie, but I think I'd watch the movie again first, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, I guess that's what I'll say. <laughs> I'll summarize it for myself. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I'm with um, Steph here. I would say that they're, it's one of those equal ones for me. I like mm-hmm. both of them mm-hmm. equally. Um, obviously I love the movie. Um, but I also remember listening to the audiobooks in the car and I have really fond memories of the books too. So mm-hmm. I think that they both hold an equal nostalgic place in my heart and like content wise, I think they're both equally as good. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would put them on equal footing. Yeah, we covered how when we went on that long road trip and they listened to them in the book, I was going through part of my emo phase. So I had my oh headphones on listening <laughs> yep. to my own stuff. So I don't we have all those have kind of, of those nostalgic phases. fond memories <laughs> of listening to the audio. I know they existed. I know we had them. I can remember what the case looked like with all the CDs huge. in it. It was mm. huge. Don't remember actually listening to it. So <laughs> That is so funny. I was I was I was being angsty at that time. So that was part of my angsty years. Fair enough, fair enough. We were moving. My family, my parents were moving me away from all of my friends. I was allowed to feel angsty in those moments. Yes. <laughs> Justified. Um, oh, well, thank yeah, you. That is so much. That's our thoughts there. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to give a quick update on uh, what's going on over on your podcast? Well, uh, we're just wrapping up our Schitt's Creek series this week, Mm -hmm. which will probably be out by the time this comes out. I think Friday, our Moira and Johnny episode comes out. So that's a couple days after this episode's out. Mm -hmm. Oh, after. Okay, then. Yeah, this will come out Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we're real quick on turnaround time. (laughs) Yeah, good for y'all. Like we record and then release. (laughs) That's great. God bless. Yeah. I am. A Who knows how it's going to go when I have a baby and then we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Moira and Johnny and then Devin and I just finished Friends. So mm-hmm. like like prepping mm. for Friends. So we're putting out 
Ooh, or my friend series in the summer. That'll be fun. There's a yeah. lot you can cover there it's too. A lot. Oh yeah. A lot of and different combos and yeah. Are you talking and I don't remember half of what I just watched. Like. So because it's, you watch it and you're sitting there, it's and you're eleven like, seasons or some ridiculous. Number. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. crazy. That's I don't know Devin if there was anything else we have coming up. Sense and Sensibility mm. is this summer. Yeah, Sense and mm. Sensibility we also did. I'm always there for a good Austin. Uh, yeah. Love, th- love theoretically. Recently we're going to release that in between Shit's Creek and uh, <laughs> Friends yes. and yeah, yeah. And we were on for um, oh, yeah, one of their season. Shit's Creeks episode. Yeah. Yes, uh, just we, came out. Yeah, our we, Lexus and we, Ted. Joined for Alexis and Ted. I have I had strong feelings on that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one it of my favorite episode, and that's when I love that show. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So you can go check that one out at a minimum. <laughs> minimum. It'll just be more of this, basically. No, <laughs> <laughs> more of our ramblings. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Stephanie is due with a baby around the same time Taylor is. Yeah, quite yeah. only a week. I think only a week separates their due dates. So, yep. yeah. So our um, podcasts are going to simultaneously. So <laughs> just just start doing weird <laughs> things again. Yeah. <laughs> nice little baby hiatus. It'll be fun. Yes. You can just there's a backlog to catch up on, right? Just yeah. go exactly. catch up on the backlog. Um, yeah. And if you have, you know, you can always check out the other person's backlog. Like we'll just yeah. send everyone your way. You send everyone our way. It'll be good. Perfect. We've both collaborated with other good book-related podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So lots lots to find during those moments of uncertainty of our, <laughs> our publish schedule. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've just, uh, other than that, join us. So next week, uh, mini-sode, we are just going to talk a little bit more about the Narnia books that were not turned into movies. And mm. then Are you going to talk about the Netflix weeks? series? Potential Netflix, Netflix series? There is, go- is that a they're they're making one. Oh, they're well, going we'll to. We'll probably talk about that at some point then Do as well. It. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Put that and on the list. <laughs> in two weeks' time, we will be discussing Prince Caspian because that is the next book that also got a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? That's the order yes. that, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then Voyage Way of the Dawn Treader. And then Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which is chronolo- chronological. That's a hard word for me. Chronologically. <laughs> um, chronologically <laughs> correct. They, they just skipped the horse and his boy, which yeah. would have been in between the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and Prince Caspian. But uh, if you look at it in that order, in publishing order, they followed it correctly. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So next week, mini so just more generic Narnia talk. Two weeks, Prince Caspian, and we can just all talk about Ben Barnes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Li- it, 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 I saw a meme. It was really funny because it was like, my my book boyfriend in my youth, Prince Caspian. My book boyfriend as an adult, and it was um, the oh, and now the, it's the his the actual dark, name is left me the dark yeah the darkling yeah the darkling from, <laughs> from the Shadow and Bone series, and it's like Ben Barnes all the time, like. <laughs> um, I'm glad he made his comeback. I know. I was like, Mm -hmm. good good on you. Um, He's also in, he plays a pretty significant role in Netflix's series, The Punisher, 
My oh, husband really, really likes hmm. that series. I didn't know that. Oh. And, and he's like, yeah, Ben Barnes is in this too. And I was like, oh, really? Maybe I'll watch that now. <laughs> <laughs> I did not um, know that. Just kidding. But yeah, he is in that apparently. Um, but otherwise, that's kind of what's next for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's next for you guys. So Sweet. otherwise. Exciting stuff. Thank you again for joining us. We ship yes. it. We love Thank you. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having it's us. Obvious. <laughs> it's you're on our you're just scattered throughout our entire episode list. Yeah, pretty free. Pretty, it's like every few months, just expect another one kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, next time we do this, you will both probably have had your your babies, and it'll suddenly get a lot harder to schedule. But we will. Oh, still I bet. Make it oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> Not as bad as Taylor being Because my Hawaii, baby though. will still be honestly, honestly also, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be three baby schedules and time zone differences that we'll yeah, have to sure. schedule around. I'm getting a headache thinking about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, thank oh. you. We appreciate you. Go check them out. Again, they will be linked and tagged and all the things. All the things. Um, otherwise, we appreciate you all for listening. Please rate and like and all those fun things that you can do on all those different apps now. Um, to help support the podcast. And otherwise, we hope that you all have a great week. And don't forget to read.